Hello, I'm Kevin Klinkenberg. Welcome to the Messy City Podcast. This is the first episode that I'm going to release, so I thought it would be good uh, to have have a little introduction to who I am and what I uh, am interested in, what this podcast is going to be all about. I appreciate anybody who has signed on and is uh, ready to, to dive into this. I'm an architect and uh, urban planner, has been working in the field of uh, architecture, planning, and development for about 30 years now. Uh, I currently live in Kansas City, Missouri, and I uh, lead an organization called Midtown KC Now as the executive director. Uh, but I have worked in the private sector, uh, public sector, quasi-public sector, nonprofit sector. I have uh, kind of a crazy uh, background and, and diversity of jobs that I've had uh, in my career, um, which actually I think is helpful in terms of the discussions that we'll have on this podcast, uh, because I've been able to meet and work with uh, a really wide range of people over the years in a lot of different fields, a lot of different walks of life. And it's given me an opportunity to really see things from uh, a lot of different backgrounds. And uh, we'll use that here in this experience. This podcast is going to build off of my Substack, which is also called The Messy City. And it's a, uh, it's a blog and, and, a, and a writing uh, process that I've had for quite some time. Used to have my own website, which I still maintain at kevinklinkenberg.com or messycity.com. Uh, and I've written uh, about the topics related to the built environment for about 20 years now. Uh, what I'd like to do here is, is something that I've been meaning to do for many years, which is to really create a podcast uh, built around a lot of these issues and, uh, and having some more challenging conversations on these topics. Uh, there's obviously a lot of possible content out there related to cities and built environment, uh, and uh, I'm hopeful that this one can be one that uh, you and others will turn to that uh, will dig much deeper and provide a whole different perspective uh, on the issues at hand for our cities uh, and towns. I think that's especially true for those of us who are in the professional world, uh, like myself. Uh, it's very easy for those of us in this world to uh, get locked into our own uh, tiny little bubble and just kind of talk to people who agree with us all the time or see the world the same way, live in the same, same kind of places. Uh, and I'd like to really challenge people to move beyond uh, all that. I've, I've liked to do that for, for uh, most of my career. Uh, I think, you know, we, we tend to, uh, in our world, tend to uh, uh, not understand that we uh, are not the majority uh, in the United States uh, in terms of how we see cities and how we see life in cities. And I like to uh, like to talk about these issues from a wide variety of perspectives and hopefully uh, get us out of uh, some of our bubbles so that we can actually have more meaningful and productive conversations. I'll obviously use my experience and hopefully build and reflect upon the work that I've done since the early to mid uh, 1990s. I think you'll find that uh, no matter what your frame of reference is, what what your interests are uh, in these issues, that you're going to find things that uh, I say and others say on this podcast that you're really going to like and agree with. And then you're going to also find uh, uh, topics where you don't agree. You don't uh, see it the same way. And I actually think that's fine. I think that's life uh, as an adult. That's a part of having grown up conversations and and having an accurate picture of how the world is, that uh, we understand there are different takes and different views on the world. And I'd like for us to be able to discuss those and dive into them and understand understand our different uh, viewpoints. So I'm, I also am the kind of person that uh, I, you know, I always, uh, 
I enjoy talking about these issues. I think it's fun to talk philosophies. I think it's fun to dive into why things are the way they are. But I also really like to give people actionable advice. I hope you'll see that in the pieces that I write. Uh, but we'll also do that here on the podcast as I like to do my best to try to give people some takeaway that they can use in their own life uh, and in their own uh, city or town. I have a very strong and particular interest in the Midwest uh, and the middle part of the country in general. Uh, a lot of what is uh, derisively called flyover country. Uh, it's actually a part of the country I love. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful part of the country. I think we've got great cities and towns. Uh, but we uh, we tend to not be as discussed as as the larger coastal markets. So if your interest is in trying to dive deeply into how to uh, deal with issues in New York or D.C. or San Francisco or one of the major coastal markets, you know, this probably isn't going to be the podcast for you. Uh, but that's OK. There are literally like thousands of other sources of information for those cities uh, and it's not just really my core concern. I'm really concerned more about the everyday uh, American cities outside the handful of coastal markets that we talk about all the time, it seems like uh, in this industry. So uh, that's what we'll, we'll talk more about uh, is a really a focus on the American city and town condition, uh, especially those that are away from the large coastal markets and how we can make them better, how we can make them more livable, how we can make them more successful uh, today and for especially for future generations. So that's kind of an outline uh, of what we'll cover here, what I hope to cover here. Uh, I also hope that we will at some point talk to people uh, from outside the field, from out, outside one of the main professions that I deal with, get people's perspectives who don't work in this world all the time and but have an interest or a take on it, uh, and hope that that can build upon our own interest and knowledge. If you have somebody that you think would be great for this podcast, just drop me uh, an email. My email is actually quite easy. It's uh, my name. It's Kevin Klinkenberg at gmail.com. So one question I get quite a bit uh, since I started writing uh, this particular uh, this particular blog site uh, several years ago was, you know, what is a what is a messy city? What do you mean by all that? Uh, what what is this topic? And and uh, is this just something that you know you you're, you're trying to say you don't like places that are like too clean and neat and uh, and what's that all about? And so about five years ago, uh, I actually endeavored to try to answer that. And I wrote uh, an essay that is on the site called What is a Messy City? And I think since this is the first, this will be the opening podcast that I release, I thought it would be good for me to read that essay. Uh, I know not everybody's going to stop and read uh, what I write and that sometimes listening is much easier. Uh, and so in this case, I, I'm going to go ahead and read it. I think it'll provide everybody a good background on my thought process and some of the issues that I really care about and how we will uh, dive into them here uh, on the Messy City podcast. So with that, with that said, this is uh, the article I wrote in January of 2018 called What is a Messy City? Years ago, I remember many people using the term gritty as a way to describe places, as in, I like gritty cities, or that place is nice, but it doesn't have enough grit for me. Often it was used by urban lovers that were reacting to the very sanitized nature of a lot of Amer modern American suburbia. I used it, I identified with it, even in my very careful Midwestern way. 
Gritty implied some imperfection and perhaps even some danger that lurked in buildings and blocks of older cities. My thoughts were not terribly well-formed in the 1980s or early 90s, but Gritty somehow seemed right to me. Especially at that time, I liked the idea of exploring places that were far different than the kinds of streets and neighborhoods where I grew up. Now it's 2023. I actually noted 2018 in the article, but it's 2023 as I read this. And I'm a much older and, and hopefully wiser person. I've not only been working in architecture planning and economic development for about 30 years, but I'm also a father and a proud parent of two young girls. The landscape of our urban environments and attitudes towards them have also changed remarkably. Time flies and life changes in so many ways that in retrospect seem very surprising. That's a theme I'll come back to shortly. My interest in cities, though, has never waned over the years. As time has progressed, I've become again interested in that old gritty term and what it means in our new era of urban rediscovery. And while the renewed interest in cities is one of the great societal improvements in my lifetime, along with a renewed interest in real food, I find myself often very dissatisfied with the newly built results. It's all very encouraging and exciting, but just somehow off. We are not building new places or redeveloping existing ones that have the actual lived-in qualities of the urban places that we most love. They definitely aren't gritty. Many people argue it's because of the individuals involved. Bad designers, bad developers, bad regulatory officials. That's not entirely wrong. The right people really do make a difference. Better designers and developers produce better places. Open-minded government officials help to solve problems and make change better and easier. But I find myself more and more trying to look beyond the specific plans or projects that are built. Beyond the street designs and the building designs, beyond the individuals, into the systems behind them. I've always been a curious student of systems, and it's clear to me now that our many modern systems are primarily at fault for the results that we see on the ground. At a foundational level, the problem for cities today and going forward lies with the legacy of 70 to 90 years of processes, philosophies, and attitudes towards urban life. Our systems are largely built on trying to control every outcome from the top down, trying to weed out any unpredictability or inconvenience and gradually decreasing the ability of the individual to make an impact through small projects or initiatives. I wrote this on a post about autonomous vehicles, and here's a quote from that piece. The big issue most cities face is that we don't let cities grow and change anymore in the ways in which they naturally did before the 1930s. We don't let neighborhoods urbanize as they historically did. The idea of by right urban development has largely vanished from the world of planning and development, even though it served us well for about 150 years. New York City was once a city of single-family homes, believe it or not. Your city was probably Native American territory, then a tenuous colonial sentiment, and then went through a period of constant reconstruction change and growth. Our ordinances and processes do not allow that anymore. Sure, there are changes that can be made if you have enough money and patience, but by and large, most of our neighborhoods are frozen in place because we value protecting single-family homes quote-unquote, proper middle-class neighborhoods, and easy parking more than anything else. The consequences of not allowing the natural order of change to happen are vast. 
lack of affordability, supply can't keep up with demand, traffic congestion from far-flung locations because development is forced to the edges where it's easier to build, damage to opportunity for the middle class because it's not as easy to move to prosperous cities because of the cost, and a vast expensive infrastructure that cannot possibly be maintained. So that's the end of that quote from that piece. Important point is that I don't think this is a conspiracy, nor do I think it's because people are evil or government is always terrible. In my opinion, in America, it's the result of getting very wealthy very quickly after World War II, laced with a strong societal faith in top-down command and control systems. Winning a world war on two fronts in less than four years will certainly give a people the belief that they can solve anything and that the right order and plan will make it all happen quickly. When the war was over, we asked our government to do the next big thing, solve all of the problems of our cities. But in so doing, we forgot what made a lot of places that we most love. And that is thousands of individuals or small groups or families building places, one building or two buildings or one small street at a time. In our effort to control everything with maximum efficiency, we've forgotten that none of our most admired places were built by trying to plan for and solve every possible outcome. The problem isn't because people in government are stupid or terrible. It's because we as a wealthy society have asked our government to solve too many problems and especially problems that governments are not set up well to solve. We ask our governments to arbitrate and legislate too many personal disputes and preferences, which we should be handling ourselves. The problems and solutions lie with we, the people. In order to get back to building and rebuilding the kinds of places we really love the most, we have to start embracing the messy, unpredictable, and uncomfortable, always changing nature of life. That's what gives us grit in a good way. I've been blogging now for a decade on anything touching urban design, planning, architecture, and development. At first, the idea was to use this blog as a new media platform to talk about issues related to new urbanism. I've always loved writing and public speaking, and this new technology seemed like a natural way for me to do more of something that I enjoyed. After all, the newspaper could only print so many of my letters and guest editorials. Over time, the site changed names and grew into something broader that touched a number of issues that interest me personally beyond the core topics. The beauty of having your own blog or website is that you can do anything you want with it. Of course, that's also the challenge. As with all things in life, the site changes, grows, adapts, and meets new realities. With 2023 upon us, uh, I wrote 2018 in the piece, it's time to officially focus and rebrand the site so that it comports to my primary interests in the professional world and that focuses messy cities. Today, I prefer the term messy instead of gritty. Messy to me very aptly describes a state of mind about life itself. It says that no matter what attempts we make to clean everything up and make life ordered, something will intervene and mess those plans up. Human beings are inherently messy creatures, and especially so when we come together and do things in groups. The script or the plan rarely is followed perfectly, even if we love the end result. That's okay. The disorder um, amongst an attempt at order is enjoyable. So what is a messy city? Well, first I owe a debt of gratitude to strong towns who routinely uses the phrase orderly but dumb and chaotic but smart to describe different modes of thinking regarding transportation and cities. 
Chuck Marone is a modest and brilliant guy, must be that whole Midwestern thing, and his explorations have helped to clarify my own. I've reflected upon his thoughts in my work over the years and realized that there's an essence or set of themes that I personally keep coming back to, and it is certainly related to the words chaotic or messy. Obviously, this isn't meant to describe messy in the literal sense, a messy room or a trashy street. Instead, it's more the idea that we've worked for far too long to take all of the joy of randomness, spontaneity, and even disorder from city life. In the personal development world, it's common to tell people to roll with life's changes and accept it as part of your own growth. After all, we can't change the fact that we grow and change with age and that we ultimately die. It's healthy psychologically, spiritually, and physically to understand and accept this and make the most of life's ups and downs. Don't sweat the small stuff, right? Learn to live and let live. We need to do the same for our cities. In essence, that will be the focus of this site going forward. I'll explore the nature of systems, both from previous eras and today, and what different choices give us. I'll look to how we can tweak our current systems for messier outcomes, and I'll also look at how we can break and rebuild the systems that are most the most controlling and dysfunctional. I'll share ideas on how to balance the need for planning and big ideas while allowing for local initiative and bottom-up change. I don't pretend to have all the answers. That's kind of the point. The best places may have had a common, brilliant plan like Savannah or Philadelphia or New Orleans, but they were built out of many, many people's ideas and efforts. We've lost sight of that in our desire to achieve a mythical utopian state for cities where everything is perfectly in balance, where there's no traffic and where parking is free and easy. I hope to spark a broader conversation, and I know that much of what I share will be challenging and difficult to friends and colleagues. Some of you will wildly disagree, and that's fine. I simply think we need to start asking harder, more basic questions about all of our modern systems, institutions, and processes. An awful lot of specific techniques and interventions that my colleagues pursue are ones that I agree with, but it's critical that we also figure out how to adapt more quickly and with paths that are more, well, messy. And that's the conclusion of that piece from 2018 on what is a messy city. I thank you for listening. I hope to hear more of you come back for more. I think this is going to be an exciting uh, adventure uh, for me personally, and I'm really looking forward to speaking with so many people that I admire and uh, and have worked with over the years and people that I don't even know yet. My name is Kevin Klinkenberg. Thank you very much for listening to the Messy City Podcast.